Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to The Artist Profile on Radio CMC. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I got with me... Why don't you just say what your artist name is right now? now. <laughs> I go by Grimace on occasion. Um, I'm, I'm, fumbling, I'm fumbling through artists na- artist names right now, um, and I think I'm actually just going to switch back to my proper given name, which is Madison Koya. I mean, it's a pretty unique name. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. You, if you look up on Facebook, I'm pretty sure there's only one Madison Koya on Facebook, or maybe the Google search as well. So, how do you spell your last name? Uh, C O I A. Madison C O I A. And if you need to spell Madison, you can Google it. Look in the dictionary under James Madison or Madison Square Garden, or Madison Avenue. It's like so. It's the normal spelling of Madison. Yes. Only one D, only one S, only one I, only one M. So if people want to find, we'll just get this like out there right off the bat. If people <laughs> want to find your music, they can find you at soundcloud.com slash freakshowstudios. Yes. Uh, Freak Show Studios is my production label. So everything that I release comes out on that. Um, I, I manage it another couple pages just kind of for my own personal benefit. Um, but that is the majority of the content is released on Freak Show Studios. So you're doing it under a production label or or whatever. Basically, is that so that you can be, uh, you can put all different kinds of stuff out there? Yeah. Not just hip hop or whatever? Yeah, it was like a clever way to get around pigeonholing myself as an artist. And like if I, you know, I occasionally record other people as well. So I can release their content on that page and, you know. It's more of a, a more of a label as opposed to like this is just me all the time, um, yeah. Doing this one artist or this one thing, yeah. nice. That's exactly what I do, man. I have a uh, a SoundCloud and I just do Stasis Productions, but um, yeah, I like being able to just have that open, sort of open ended. I can just put whatever on here. So I know that you also do. Um, not just hip-hop, like rap and stuff like that, but you also do spoken word stuff? I do. I do some spoken word. I speak the words occasionally. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we're going to get into all of that and talk about all of that. Um, but I guess maybe before we do that, let's get into one of your songs and just listen to it. So I'm going to go into this one that you said that you recommended first, which was Never Let Him Go. Never Let Him Go. Sweet. Yes. Anything you want to say about this, or should we just get right on in? Uh, heavily influenced by Aesop Rock, and that's all I will say about it. All righty. You're listening to Radio CMC. This is The Artist Profile. I'm here with Grimace, a.k.a. Madison Koya. Oh, yeah. This is Never Let Him Go. Lodge skull hole bullet like gray matter 
soul in lullaby Then wonder why every other facade is the truth masquerading under cold herb While wolf teeth hang with anglerfish Got stuff there in my living room I keep them under a watchful eye And I never let them go Ever Alright, alright, alright Shouldn't have said that that was like a... Who's that guy? All right, all right, all right. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. He's been on all of those uh, weird commercials lately. Buick and, commercials? Yeah. Is that what it is? Buick? They're all car commercials. But they're just super cheesy and like... He's always wearing a tux. And he's always like... It's always really official and whatever. Um, I actually didn't have a TV for the longest time. Like for like years. And finally, I have one recently, and mm-hmm. I can't even watch commercials anymore. Like, if I see a commercial, I just sit there the entire time like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> stop. Just stop. I can't even handle you it. You got to get Netflix or HBO Go or something, man. I mean, I do have that, too, but, like, I just got TV for, I don't even remember why. It's always for, like, a specific show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Everything's right. on the internet anyways. Yeah, that's where, I mean, I feel like they're just clinging on for life, these old media companies. Dude, they own everything, though. Like, they own the intellectual property of, like, so many. Have you seen this video on Facebook of, like, the, yeah, news, I was the about, news channels? I was, about, <laughs> I was about to bring that up. They're all owned by Sinclair Broadcasting yeah. Company. Yes. And the thing about that is that, like, that used to not be legal. You used to not be able to own. It's called a monopoly. Yeah, but there used to be like restrictions on that, you know? Yeah. You couldn't have that many new one company couldn't own all of the companies, mm-hmm. all of the media. Like you couldn't have a newspaper and a radio station. That's how it was. Right. And now you can just own all the things. Yeah. And like literally everyone says the exact same thing. Park Place and Park Ave and whatever else that purple square is on the back stretch before you hit Pasco and collect $200. <laughs> That's what that is. You know what's interesting is like if your strategy in that game is to buy those spaces and get a monopoly on it, it almost seems like a good strategy, right? Because they charge the highest rent. Right. But like it's so unlikely that you'll land on them. It's actually better to buy up all the other properties all first. All the cheap ones. Yeah, and get monopolies on those. Well, of course, buy buy the utilities in the railroad. That those are my always. I always try and come for those. monopoly strategy one on one. It's so interesting that we had that game growing up, and it's just like this perfect metaphor for <laughs> what our economy actually is, and we're just playing it like it's a game. Like this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I want to talk about one of the first things I want to talk about is just lyricism, yes. you know, and, and spoken word and like speaking truth and the importance of words and like, you know, just what are your sort of general thoughts on that to get us started? There are some really powerful performances that I have been witness to. I wouldn't say that I've given a lot of super like earth shattering performances, but I've seen some people light mics on fire with their words. Um, and it's spectacular to watch when you get to see someone really like deliver a piece. Uh, this dude, Hakeem Furious in Denver, he's one of the most fire poets that I, that I know of. He has a rap label as well. Um, cap six, I'll plug them real quick. They're dope. Nice. Um, but he, God, he did a piece. I was in Denver last week. He did a piece for Slam Nuba, and it was about uh, like uh, 
you know, being woke, everyone's like woke right now. It's mm-hmm. a big emphasis. Yeah. He did a piece about uh, like f- uh, black. He's he's a black guy. He's a uh, black, woke, um, progressive males. And he spun it in such a way that like the 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 after party after this meeting of the minds was like the complete antithesis of exactly what they were meeting about. And to hear him deliver that poem for his community was so impactful. And there was, there was another girl that did one on Fiji water. She's Fijian, Fijian. Uh I don't know. She's from Fiji. Yeah. Um, and it hit the nail on the head, the Fiji poem, especially because it talks about, how the people there have to buy the water because the company, like it's the only source of water to drink there. And even though it's their water, right. And people are stealing it and, you know, giving it away at the ideas fest by the freaking case. Uh And it was, it's a, it's a really powerful way to create a, an emotional picture about, the reality of the world around us and how we interact with it and seemingly kind of normalize it and to to bear witness to it i think is one of the more powerful forms of art it's the same way when you go to like i've I've been watching a lot of old youtube videos um and there's a a great (laughs) there's a great rage against the machine youtube video Uh and uh whatever the, the front i can't remember Scott Scott De La Roca is the front man. Zach De La Roca. Zach De La Roca. Uh, he's on stage and he's getting it's it's uh, killing in the name. Uh-huh. And he's like, the deciders have decided you will do what they you know what they want you to do. And it's like a crowd of people that are all like vibing off of this one person and just what they're saying. It's the same thing, you know. Spoken word is just it happens in a smaller venue and it's I think a little bit more intimate. It's, right. not, it's not quite as like in your face. Sometimes it's in your face. I won't say that, but it's, it's a powerful thing. It's just like music. It hits, it hits the same way. A really good poem will hit the same way as like a really good song. I think it's interesting with spoken word because it forces you to really focus on what they're saying mm-hmm. and ma- it makes you go, Oh, what are the actual words that they're saying? Cause I've written a lot of rap mm-hmm. and like, I what I realize is by the time the song's recorded and somebody's listening to it, actually getting them to really focus on the words and what the meaning of behind the lyrics is, when there's a beat distracting them or whatever, depends on what state of mind there is, they may or may not get the message. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of times people when they listen to music, they want something to just vibe to, but they don't necessarily want the intellectual rabbit hole of whatever you're saying. But if it's spoken word, it's like, yeah, I'm here to say something mm-hmm. and you're listening to exactly what I'm saying. No distractions. Yeah, yeah. It's just me. So I found that when I take stuff that I've written for raps and I just say it, it has like a way different impact. It's a different feeling. It's emotionally, it's way different than when I'm trying to say it like to a certain rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you isolate the words, you get more, you almost get more out of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great venue to just talk about truth, you mm-hmm. know, like what, it, what one thing that's been coming up in every single conversation I have with my peers and people around my age, it's pervasive in all of these conversations is basically this idea that like we're fucked, yeah. you know, and it sucks because I don't know, 
I didn't, I mean, maybe I was too young as a kid, so we didn't think about this stuff, but I, I feel like has every generation when they get to our age, do they feel like this way? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, it happens in almost every conversation I'm in. It always comes to this point of like, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know how, like everything it, is made of plastic. We're yeah. screwed. We're screwed. It doesn't dematerialize. <laughs> it just stays plastic forever. Oh man. I walked into Dollar General the other day <laughs> and like, I remember look, I remember I stopped and I looked around and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Everything in here is plastic. It's garbage. Like, literally, <laughs> literally, this is all plastic. There's nothing in here not made of plastic. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, this is not good. Right. That's just a small store in a one, small town. One small, small portion. Or like when you're driving on the road and you just like there's everybody has a car and everybody has a smartphone and it's like one person per car. And you see like all of them and they're all on their own. And then you think about how that's just like one small example of like the entire world and it's like oh no sometimes i wish i was born in like new york city to really get like a full dose of like this is the full scale of humanity this is how far things have come like aspen valley is pretty small even yeah. though it can seem you know highway 82 is like nascar <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's still it's still small even yeah I, I agree with you. You mean like you wish you were born in New York so that you wouldn't be so overwhelmed by the scale of humanity? Like you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm from New York. Like I'm used to it. And then you wouldn't. Or do you think? A little bit. Yeah, I think because yeah. it's like it's more of a mental. Uh, there's there's no uh, there's no scale for me because I grew up here. You know, it's like it's it stayed relatively the same size. Uh -huh. which is fairly small and contained. There's one road in, there's one road out half of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I sometimes wish I had more of like a, a perspective of like, this is really how big things have gotten. You know, uh -huh. this is really how widespread humanity, the sickness of humanity is. You know? I mean, it's overwhelming to like, uh, that's if I go to Las Vegas, for example, mm -hmm. and try and enjoy time in Las Vegas, I just don't because I sit there and I'm like, I just look around. I mean, I know that's just me being negative. I try to enjoy myself at least. I try to be like, okay, I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> but I also look at just the opulence and like all of the people and all of the cars and all of the lights and all of that. I'm just like, what, a, what? Yeah. This is just so intense. But I'm from an even smaller town than here. Like I'm from Meeker. Oh yeah. And that's to you know in 2016 it was the population was 2300 so i don't know how many sheep are in meeker probably more than that <laughs> <laughs> probably more than the more than people yeah. i would say if they're doing it if they're doing it right then there's yeah. got to be more sheep than people high sheep to person ratio <laughs> oh, yeah. very high oh uh, people to sheep ratio mm. But at sometimes they're the same. Yes. You know I, mean? I was going to say that. Oftentimes. That was going to be my punchline. <laughs> have you uh, have you read Animal Farm? I have not read Animal Farm. You should check it out if you're ever looking for a quick read. It's by it's George Orwell. But, you know, there's just a line in it about how, like, basically towards the end it was indistinguishable, like, who were the men and who were the pigs? Because mm -hmm. like the pigs take over the animal farm and they turn into these like evil controlling whatever. And at some point they end up negotiating with the humans 
and like this meeting between the pigs and the men. Yeah. And like, sounds like a metaphor for society. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, but, um, so let's talk a little bit more about, uh, creating music. So we talked about the spoken word, got into a little bit about truth, but let's, uh, actually we'll take a quick break. That's what we'll do. We'll go into, uh, another song here. We'll experience the music and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. So are we either going to do Savage or Sun? Ooh, play Sun. Okay. It's, it's one of my favorites. All right, here we go. This is Sun by... This is by the Foons. This is not just me. I can't take sole credit for this one. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I don't know what that was. Ignore that. Here it is. Judgment in and of myself is enormous. And what is normal? 
All aboard and hit the portal, seek my own fortune in the port, right to the mothership. We're all looking for a mental doorway, ways that let our spirits soar. I sacrifice the bore of a man because it's important that I understand. To walk in God's peace, you gotta free yourself from the fear and take a stand. Practice each and every day and pray to the heavens. Raise your voice to voice your choice or just sit silent and be consumed. I can only consciously evade my doom. Too many nights of room spinning, late but never laid off, paid to be kept in the lockstep. And every day forget why we're here. Funny how we show up, but we never Listening to the artist profile on Radio CMC. I'm here with Madison Koya. What up? What up? What up? So, how did you uh, get started in music? And what's your main focus? If we're talking about you from just a musical perspective, what's sort of your main focus? Um, I will summarize my main focus by giving an example of of a project I've been doing. Okay. I've spent the last, it's probably been like a year. I, I definitely could have done it in shorter amount of time. I just haven't put enough effort into it. Um, but I've been writing down the lyrics from an entire album. And my, the album I chose was Labor Days by Aesop Rock. Okay. Um, because I feel his style of poetic lyricism is super hard to reach it's it's um, i wanted to say it's tangible but it's almost intangible in the way that he he expresses things on such a different level um so you're almost like studying him i would like i would like to think that i would really like to think that by by like <laughs> i you know i sit with my computer and i press rewind about 50 or 60 times you're like what did he just say? yeah and he, i mean he so you're not crushes. looking. You're not looking up the lyrics. You're no, listening, I'm listening to, to it them and, and then, then transcribing it. them. Yeah. Interesting. That's a really interesting because I've I I did that once with a song where like I was I was trying to learn the lyrics so that I could rap along to it. Basically, yeah. It's this really hard song. Was I don't it even... Gangsters Paradise? What no. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was the song by Eminem, but it it's like not popular i can't remember the name of it but like it's one of these songs where he's just going really fast the entire time and i was like that's cool like i want to be able to rap this song so i remember doing exactly what you're talking about and i think it did help me as a lyricist yeah you know what i mean is that kind of your goal with that or Yeah, yeah the goal was to like learn how he does what he does and recreate it in my own style or in my own sense um the the first song that you played never let him go that was like 
probably in the midst of the middle of this project of me writing down these lyrics and being like, okay, how do I try and express this metaphor or like, how do I try and smash my words together so that they sound something like what he does? Because I respect it and I really like how it sounds. And I, you know, I am trying to pick my influences so that by studying them or by, you know, paying homage, you, you pick up some tricks from them. Yeah, totally. Um, so who are some of your other influences then if you had to mention? I'm big in the Midwest. Um, I'm, I'm big into Midwest rappers. So like brother Ali is really sick. Atmosphere Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite duos. Slug is probably my, my most favorite deity MC. Um, Okay. Idea and abilities. Um, idea he died when he was like 27 28 but he was so so fire nice um coming up downer uh dwnr really dope cool stuff if you have not checked it out have you heard of have you heard of this guy jarv i have not heard of j-a-r-v no he's pretty interesting okay i just saw one of his videos and like it's just him sitting in his room with his mic rapping and like his lyrics are going down the screen. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing that because if you can do that, if you're confident enough to put your lyrics on the screen as you're rapping them, that's showing like not only can I sound good on a beat, but I'm willing to like put my lyrics up for scrutiny. Yeah, You know what I mean? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going <laughs> to say anything, yeah. but yeah, exactly. There's a there's a Chris Webby freestyle and I I have been listening to Chris Webby for not Chris Webby's dope. He is dope, but he he did I I used to think he was not a very good rapper. Uh-huh. Um cuz I found him in college and he was kind of like a punk ass. Yeah. And then he came out with this freestyle on Sway that just like it's it's I heard it. One of my buddies showed me that. Yeah, it's absolutely raw. Um but that was that was I don't even know why I started talking about it in the first place. Uh it it blew my mind. Well, I that think much. probably just because Chris <laughs> Webby, like we kinda mentioned like, you know, the Gucci gang, the whole mumble rap scene, what's the popification of hip hop that's happening right now. And uh you know, Chris Webby speaks to that a lot in yeah. his in his music. He yeah. talks about that. He does. He talked about it in that freestyle that you mentioned, and he has songs where he says, you know, like I can't even I can't even remember, but he goes hard against that whole mumble rap scene. He does. And uh, I saw something last night. It was some kid, like, which whatever. He's twelve, and like, it's fine. He can he can do his thing. Any of those rappers can do whatever they want. That's fine. But this kid, he's like, he's twelve years old, and he's he's getting popular in that scene, and mm-hmm. like, he's always in the like, mumble rap scene. Yeah, and he's like, he's always got fidget spinners that he's like playing with. <laughs> <laughs> poster child of america <laughs> oh my gosh we're doomed yeah but uh yeah no i mean and i just listen to this music and it, it's interesting because all this new mumble rap not only is it not only is there just no actual content in the lyrics mm-hmm. but they they auto-tune everything yeah like since when is that acceptable i feel like it's happening in pop music more than people actually realize you're right about that. Like it's a lot of times it's more subtle, but this yeah. isn't subtle auto tune. This is like literally just come into the studio. Mm, T Pain. <laughs> well, exactly. It sounds yeah. like T Pain auto tuning on every single one of these rappers, and it's like, wait, 
can you actually make something that sounds cool yeah. just out of nowhere? Production production plays a huge role. And I think that being able to capitalize that is in, in a separate skill set. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that like, because I've, I've tried to produce my own music or I have produced my own music. It's hard. Music production is not easy. No, not even close. It's uh, very hard. Yeah. it's Even just to make a fire beat. It's so... <laughs> I'll let you know when I make a fire beat. I will email you. Fire beat. This I made beat is one. fire. Finally. I'll send smoke signals. Oh, That's yeah. how you'll know. Okay, nice. Um, how will I distinguish them from the other ones, though? I don't know. That's a <laughs> different colored smoke. Okay. Phosphorus or something. Nice. You'll have to throw the special something in the, in right. the fire to get that. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely hard to make music and whether it's actually recording a band or producing a beat or whatever. But, I mean, every rapper owes their success to the producers who bring them up and make good beats for them and make them sound good on the raps. But, like, especially with this new rap where it's literally all about the rhythm. And I understand why people get hyped on it because it's, like, it makes you want to, like, go, like, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, I understand the emotional impact that that has for people, even if even if it's purely emotional lizard brain shit and not any, like, like they're not engaging anything beyond that. It's literally just, like, how does this make me feel? So I understand why that can get popular, but without... But that means that it's, like, 90% just the beat maker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, if it wasn't for the person who made the beat, then the person who said... Gucci Gang 25 times wouldn't be anywhere. You know what I mean? Would not be in the Gucci Gang. Have you seen this guy um, on a side note? He's doing almost like spoken word rap stuff. He did, I think he did some video for WNYC or something like that. And he's in a backyard with his homies and like. Uh, Hobo he's, Johnson. He's got like curly. Yeah, Hobo yeah, Johnson. Have you seen dope. that guy? Yes. I've seen, I saw his one video and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I saw another one pop up and like, that's like a cool hybrid almost. I he feel is, like. a, he is a very interesting style of rap because it is so offbeat in a lot of ways. It's so like anti rhythm, <laughs> <laughs> but at the, it sounds good. It like he, he, he is an artist in that way of like, that's just what he sounds like. I, yeah, I like his stuff a lot. I've, I've listened to, he has one full length album out. Um, I think he did, produced it himself or with, you know, whatever band he has, hmm. but, uh, and interesting this, th- I think the video of him in the backyard is like his best song, peach scones. I'm pretty sure peach scones and Romeo and Juliet are, yeah. are the two that are like, Oh, these are really good songs. The rest of it is pretty good, but he does he definitely does like spoken word with rhythm which is almost rap esque yeah it's avant-garde rap uh-huh maybe that's what i should try cuz like yeah i don't know it's cool um so one more thing that i want to talk about mm-hmm. is this topic of inspiration yeah cuz like when we're making music or just anybody who's a creative or they're doing creative stuff it could be hard, mm-hmm. you know, like it seems like this fun thing, like, oh, you're creative, like, look at you. Oh, I wish that I could, you know, I wish that I could play drums. Even people say stuff like that to me and like, 
But like sometimes there's literally no inspiration yeah. to sit down and play the drums or to sit down and write some lyrics or um, do whatever. So like, what is your relationship with inspiration? How does it, does it just sort of, do you let it ebb and flow or like, do you do things for inspiration? I don't, or? I don't think I let it ebb and flow. <laughs> I think you're just forced to let it ebb and flow. Right. No right. one's like, I don't want to be inspired right now. I'm going to let it go. Um, <laughs> I think you just have, have to like, I think the, the last, uh, the last couple months have been pretty dry in terms of inspiration. I haven't felt very inspired as an artist or as a human being really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually those things go in tandem. Yeah. Like, it's not like, yeah, usually when you're not inspired to make music, you're also just not inspired in general about anything. Yeah. Kind of like lethargic, just, oh, man. Like, uh, what do Blase. I, what do I even do with my life? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I, for for the year before that or for like the eight months before that I would I feel like record a lot of stuff I would you know just sit down with my guitar and play guitar and record it on my phone I have like I have I have this crazy backlog of information that I'm never going to get through Mm -hmm. because it's just been compiled and compounded and like no one has time to listen to the three days of data that you have recorded of yourself and in some ways it's really cool. And in some ways it's like, well, I will probably never get to some stuff that might actually be pretty good in there. Mm-hmm. I just, ha- I have to wait until I feel inspired again and then make new stuff. I've run into that problem with, uh, trying to record freestyles, for example, yeah. because one thing that, um, my buddy and I have learned is like when we're freestyling, we're way better with our flows. Like we're mm-hmm. way better at making it like bump in or whatever. Yeah. And then when we write, we're better with what we say, but it's hard to achieve that same level of flow that you get in a freestyle. So like what we've always said is like, well, if we could just record all our freestyles and try and use whatever rhythm we picked up in yeah. that situation and then write over it in that flow, that would be perfect. So I've had all these times where like I've sat with buddies and we recorded freestyles for like four hours yeah. and then I never had time to go back and like check the freestyles, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was always just like, so I have, I have some, I don't know. Also, I used to just record everything on my phone, like with my friends. Yeah. Just hit record and record all the random conversations fly, yeah. that happened yeah. without even telling people. That I would do the same thing. I yeah. would do the same thing in college. I would sit down and press record, be playing guitar and people would come in and it's like, there, it's funny. Some of the stuff is really interesting and like yeah. brings me back in a lot of ways. It's funny. I think about if I if I just had a recorder going all the time, like all the people that I could blackmail. It's funny how people not that I would, but like just from that mindset, it's just funny how how people how much more honest people are once you get to know them and how you can really talk about like other people or like what you really think about this or what you really think about that. And then as soon as it a certain other person comes around. It's like, Oh, now we're like, right. Don't talk about that. (laughs) Now we're different. Don't talk about Amanda when she's here. (laughs) We're professionals. Exactly. Um, cool. Well, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Um, I guess final thoughts. How does our generation have a chance? Like, 
Are we fucked? No. <laughs> Fortunately, human life is like a bacteria or a fungus. It's very resilient, hard to kill, and it's uh, it's always expanding. It's always looking for new host things to latch on to and infect. So we're like a parasite. Yeah, kind of. We are like a parasite. So like, is it okay if we go away? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna we're we're giving it our best shot. We're gonna give it our best run. I don't think we're gonna make it out alive. I don't think anyone makes it out alive. Well, nobody does make it out yeah. alive. But, but I mean, uh, like in the next hundred years, do you think? Do you think we're gonna fall? Humanity is gonna. I mean, tilt? I, I think it would be hard for humanity to like go away completely because i think even if something really crazy happened to the earth for example yeah like some some portion of humanity would still survive there's too many of us you can't kill all the ants just by stepping on them right <laughs> you can't it's it's impossible but the but the way that we live our life now like do you think that's gonna continue yeah i mean it's gonna accelerate we're at a point where everything is like exponentially advancing and accelerating and things are moving at such a rate that no matter I, in my, in my own opinion, I feel like we've never been at a point where like one single life I feel like is, uh, it's, it's not that it's not important, but like the ability to make an impact is very difficult it's hard to make an impact in society because it's so huge. You have to be at the pinnacle or if you're not at the pinnacle, you're chasing, you're chasing the top. Everyone is chasing this accelerated curve to mm -hmm. like, we're trying to go to space and we're trying to make self-driving cars and we're trying to make automated machines and ev everything is moving fast. I'm sure every. I'm sure throughout time, everyone's been like, oh, man, things are moving really fast. You know, the wheel just got invented. Things are rolling <laughs> along now. I laid I laid bricks for I laid bricks for a driveway for like a couple hours today. And I was I was doing it and I was imagining like, man, in medieval times, people used to have to hand make bricks. Do you know how long <laughs> it must have taken to make one brick and then build like a castle? Oh, my must gosh. have taken years. And I can pave a driveway in like a couple hours. Oh man. Yeah. Now we just, we just park our cars on that, but it used to be something way different. Yeah. What do you think is going to be the, what do you think is going to be the example of that, you know, that far in the future, like something for us that we're like, Oh, this is amazing that in the future, are they going to, are they just going to pave their driveways with iPhones? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> Expensive cup holders, <laughs> Expensive cup holders. Um, no, I mean, in the future, they're just going to have... Have you seen Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to have, like, a thing in your head that you tap and a hologram comes up and it's your mom. And she's like, come home for dinner. It's creepy. Have you seen Black Mirror? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, do, 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 do. I'm going to play this song right here. Cool. This is New Song. The news is on. The news is on. The news is on. The news is on. Better tune in. Better tune in. This is, uh, what do they say in that video we talked about earlier? This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. That's how they talk. That's how, newsca that's how newscasters <laughs> talk. They're like, and this is how you say things. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Signing off, Radio CMC. Signing off, Radio CMC.
tactical yet diabolical overtly demonic as a demonstrator to the doers of the demonstrative I make my demons vanish straight into thin air I'm a liar pathological I'm your kid's nightmare monster I am hypnotic I suffer from psychosis my brain has bled its tubes open frenetic adjective one frantic frenzied are my friends my friends or are they my enemies I am slow cooling plutonic I will crush you I'm a ton of fucking onyx I'm another in the line of American supplied psychos and America supplies a cornucopia of psychos like you as a worm squirm on the fisherman's hook don't do no devil takes the news is on take a second take a second look as the worm squirm on the fisherman's hook don't do no devil takes the news is on take a second take a second to take a second look It's only have lives to flee Never keep floating through Are you ready to keep this light Wishing within my mission Or steady keep my kind super chilling You can't underestimate this underglowing vibe I'm a mic slaying villain Leading kind slaying Bane and long Be aware the underwater pirates Me now Tron My time's at midnight Creeping, dreaming, superstition Be aware the lines and stay alive Never try and lose your life But you know I'm a rocket tide Twisting kind of new rides I'ma yell it till you shut your fucking mouth I'ma be one that never die Always feeling the need to mend my teeth And let it on Brush off these old seal dealings And you stay in life and sit stars These feed them As a worm squirm on the fisherman's hook Don't do no devil takes The news is on Take a second Take a second look the worm squirm on the fisherman's hook Don't do no devil takes The news is on Take a second Take a second to take a second look Yo, this is The Artist Profile. You're tuned into Radio CMC. Thanks for listening. I've been here with Madison Koya. If you want to find out more, listen to some more of them songs, go check out soundcloud.com slash freakshowstudios. And where else can they find you on Facebook and Instagram? You can find me on Facebook at Madison Koya, C-O-I-A, on Instagram at follow the koi fish, spelled K O I F I S H. Um, I got a website too that I'm working on. It's just madisonkoya.com. Um, oh snap! Yeah, website. Yeah. Oh yeah. Official. It's my first and last name. <laughs> dot 
com. Dot com. Dot com. Oh, you got the dot com. Uh-huh. Oh, you got to nice. pay for the dot com. Yeah, you got to pay for the dot com. You got to pay for it's the like dot com. Twelve bucks a year. No one else was <laughs> vying for that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I just. Uh, so you were just. You had work in the Spit Poet Volume One and Two. Oh, Spit Poet Volume One and Two. Yeah, I was featured. Um, another another friend from the Aspen Valley, Cato Foster. Uh, she produces this volume of work. Uh, I was featured in the first one in the middle, in the second one towards the end. Um, I'll probably submit for feature in the third one coming out in May. Uh, you can order those online. You can view them online. I have copies here on me. If you bump into me on the street, mm. ask me, I will mail one to your house. Um, yes, the spit poet project. Sweet. Well, I thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Ah, uh, yeah. Later everyone. Word. Peace y'all.